you've just done a course. Is yep, that what you're I saying? I just did a program on a program, six week program on the Tifari Tapafa model of Mason juries. Um, Which is a mental health model. Yep, it is uh, health and well being. Um, yeah, and each week we looked at the different walls of the Tifari Tapafa model. So, um, can I give people a visual? Yep, give them a visual indication. So, well, you're just imagining a house with four walls, basically, much. and each and each and and the 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 power of the metaphor is that if any one wall isn't working, the house isn't working. So you might have the job side of your life sorted out or the spiritual side of your life sorted out. But if all the areas are not sorted out, then it's still a problem, I guess. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> well, that's pretty good, yeah. So in, in our house, like we can, um, if our, yeah, it's, it's definitely based on the metaphor of our, of our whare, of our own home as ourself, yeah. our house. Um, and I guess if you think about a, a, the metaphor of a house, and if you know, if you've got a weak wall, it doesn't mean your house will fall down. But if something was to happen, like an earthquake or maybe a, um, a a bit of a hurricane or tornado or something, you then that weak wall would be affected, and your whole house would be affected and and, yeah. and be broken. So it's looking at. Um, so I actually developed a program around the Tifari Tapafa model, yeah. Um, looking at our health and wellness, and especially looking at connection to self, others, and community. So, using this model in a program to develop um, how we interact with this yeah. pr- um, model. So, looking at our. So, if, if I was to read out what's on those walls, so in, in the Maori model, it's got. Um, our taha tinana, which is our physical health, our taha wairua, which is our spiritual health, our taha hinaro, which is our mental and emotional health, and our taha whānau, which is our family and social. And at the bottom, which isn't a wall, but it's actually the foundation, we've got our whenua, which is our land and roots. Yeah. Um, so that's where I started. Um, in the program, looking at the um, foundations of our house, and often in the model, this isn't the one that we probably would would spend a lot of time on um, in regards to looking at the four walls. But it's 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 an interesting one because, like I think, his, like looking at the history of the development of this model, it didn't have Fenua no. to start with. No, and then I guess it, I guess. I'm guessing Mason Jury or the people working on it said, looked back and said, well, for Māori people, the whenua is important. Absolutely. We come forward to modern times where mm. people are struggling to find a home. Yes. And, that, and it, it really says there's a real obligation on our society to make sure people have a home. Mm. And, mm. It's, and it's, you know, it's all very well to say that, that, yes, you should have a home to make sure your mental health is all right, but there aren't enough homes at the moment. So, so this, this yeah. really points, uh, it's just interesting, that it's just occurred to me now that really points to it kind of substantiates that importance, I think. Mm. So it's interesting that you go to quite a material way of looking at this part um, in regards to a home, whereas as this is looking at you, yourself, your individual self, regardless of whether you have a home or not. I was just looking for a stick to beat the government with. So. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> it's okay. You can beat away because it's but, certainly needed because we do need more homes and all of that. But yeah, and it's, and, and it's not, and, it's, uh, and it means it's not just about people haven't got homes mm. that's a problem if you haven't got a home if, you, if your home isn't sorted mm. then that has an impact on your mm. mental health mm. 
and, mm, and, and that's absolutely. creating an epidemic around the country of, yeah, absolutely. these sorts of problems. Yeah. So when we look at it, um, when, I, when we started in the program looking at this one particularly, I, I wanted to look at this first because if I think about a house, um, foundations are not something that we tend to look at. You know, the builders come in, they dig out the hole, they put in the concrete and the, and yep. the retaining walls or whatever's needed, and we don't get our friends around and go, oh, come and look at the foundations of the house. They look <laughs> amazing. Like, and your friends come around and go, oh, I can't believe where he put that concrete brick. It looks incredible. <laughs> we don't get that. No, on the... <laughs> you're right. I've never seen that. I've worked in the building industry. I've never seen that. <laughs> we don't get that, that on the foundations of a house, you know, um, and yet the foundations are the most important part of the house and how they're built and uh, whether they're strong enough and, and to hold the house that, that's going to be built on them. So it's it's an area that I'm particularly interested in because it's not an area we look at. It's not an area we see or or go, wow, this is amazing and I really trust the foundations of my house. It's going to hold these four walls well. So so, so this is, so we're <clears> still working with the metaphor here that mm. the, the foundation of the house, what, what is that in practice? Mm. So, I mean, if the foundations, well, not, let me just so if the fa- go back to the foundations. So if the foundations aren't correctly built, um, when you build the house, no matter how good you build the house, as soon as something shifts in the earth, then the whole uh, the walls are going to crack, and yeah. something something's going to go. You know, the house is going to get lopsided. Um, and I'm no builder. Hopefully, I've explained that well. Some builders are probably cringing out there, going, "Well, no, no, oh. it's, no it's, it's actually real basic. I think most people get it. If the foundation isn't right, then the walls aren't are going to suffer. Yeah. And we're talking about the physical, spiritual. Mental, emotional, mm. and family walls yes. of, of this model. Yes, they're going to suffer. Yeah. No matter how good you are at sorting one of those out, they're still yeah. going to suffer because yeah. the foundation isn't right. So when I looked, when, so for us, when we looked at our foundations, that was very much around our history and where we come from. So what are your roots? Where's your tūranga wai wai? Where's your standing place? Yeah, that's where I kind of started from, um, which is an interesting one because for some of us, like myself, I didn't have a standing place. No, moved around a lot. Yeah, um, same. And didn't have a, didn't I couldn't land anywhere. Like I would hear people say, "Oh yeah, I'm from here, or I'm from there," or you know, and they were from there. And I would say, "Oh yeah, I was born in Cat. Like that was my that was the only thing I had to land on. Yeah. I couldn't say. Um, but you didn't I, feel a connection to that no, place. I, I feel a, a huge connection to the east coast. Yeah, to Taranga and very much when I go, it feels like going home to me. Okay, okay. A huge connection there. And I had a lot of family there, but. Um, yeah, the foundations of where we – sometimes we can't find our foundations. So for some of us it's like, yes, I know where my foundations. I've been living in, in a family home forever and, and this is my tūranga waiwai. This is my, my, my um, place of standing. I, I feel at home here. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Um, if you don't have that, what do you do? So we looked at that. Um, for me, coming into Raglan and being here now probably, I don't know, 20, 25 years maybe, um, this has now become my tūranga waiwai. This is my place of standing. I, I look at our maunga and I go, that's my mountain, this is my place. But I still feel a connection back to the East Coast. Yeah. And that feels yeah. like home for me. Yeah. But this is where I have put my anchor down. This you is put a stake my, in the ground yeah. and said, this is, this is where this is we're going to make this Yeah, and, it's, and it is home. When yeah, I, same, when I, same here. It was yeah. like, this is going to be it. 
Right. Yeah. And so when we come over the hill and we come, you know, over the divvy, we, you get that sense, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going home, like, this is home. And so this is my, my place of standing, which is, it's, a, it's wonderful to find a place of standing, but I have to even go, that still doesn't make it solid for me. So I know that I, I belong here, but what are my connections to this, um, my, to, my place of standing? And so to, to find that, I have to go back into my, into my family history. And, and lucky for me, I, I had a mum who put a, a family album together that went, goes back, I think it's, I think it's about eight or nine generations in New Zealand. And That's a long way back. I've, it's got, a long I've got five way or back. six in my family. It's a long way back. And, and she had, um, bless her, she found these incredible photos of um, some of our ancestors who, you know, they uh, are wearing sackcloths in my eyes. You know, they look like the old sugar sacks. <laughs> Well, but, but pioneers. They, but, but they did. I used to have a, a coat that my grandmother had made. Mm. She was born in 1899, mm. and Dad wasn't born until she was 42 or something. Uh, but it was it was made of tiny little offcuts of material, yeah. like the size of the palm of your hand, no bigger than that. Oh. And the inside was a sackcloth. Yeah. That was the lining. Yeah. So that was made, took about thirty. Awesome, these are the people who went through the Great Depression. So, Absolutely. And, yeah. and they were the pioneers, you know, the, those ones that came over. And so, you know, I've got these wonderful photos I can look at of women who are standing on porches and yep. they look like men. <laughs> they really, really do. They're a hard-looking woman. Um, and there's chooks running around and it's really uh, a really old photograph of, the, of this. And, and I can look back on that and I can feel a sense of connection there, of strength that I didn't feel in my life right now, um, I'm not talking about today, just get that right, but when I was um, looking at this whole model and, and everything, I was like, wow. you know. And to find that sense of connection of strength in my family, I, I was like, wow, this is in me. This is part of who I am. This is something I can land on. I can, I can look at uh, who are the heroes in my, in my ancestors that I can sort of look at and pull out and go... This is my family. Like this is part of who I am. I can pull on those strengths that they have because that's the line that I come from. And so, yeah, that led me into you know I have um, I've got a Scottish heritage and I've got an Irish heritage. Do you know the stories of how people came over? Yep. Um, yeah. So I was very lucky. My mum um, did a lot of history. She went right back into our history, and and um, yeah, we came over on the boats as convicts. <laughs> As did you all. No, no, well, <laughs> I'm just no, going to no. say that. No. <laughs> oh, some <I'm>, didn't. <laughs> I'm from a better class of criminal. Oh, I, had, so. I had the people who got away with it. No, you got... That's, my, that's where my family comes from. <laughs> oh, so you, you probably came over charging in the boat, like um, directing the boat. What do you call it? The, no, the no, no, no. No, no. It just weren't convicts. Like, like I had... Like, my name is weird, right? Spelled M-O-O-A-R. Mm. My great-great-grandfather... And his brother left Bavaria. They didn't want to in Germany. Didn't want to fight in some war. Germany didn't exist then. But um, so they and, and my grandfather, great great grandfather, jumped ship in Christchurch illegally. Changed his name. Wow. Got married. And so if you see any that, if you see that name in this country, they're related to me. Wow. Look the, at that history right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And, and look I, at look how how um, swift he was to be able to to. I've just been communicating with a few happen. family members who I have who I, have, I don't actually have never met before. But wow. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, and, and there you go. There's a sense of adventure or a sense of something there that in your... They were a bunch of rat bags. But, yeah, we've heard but that, we've heard that they're you're for here a couple because of, of them. 
My grandfather <laughs> decided that he didn't want to be a bunch of, with a bunch of rat bags and actually distanced himself from the family quite a bit. Right. And went straight, basically. So. Right. Yeah, so that's why I say we're a better class of criminal because we didn't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, okay. And so it's looking back and going, you know. It, um, but I don't. Who can I pull? Who, who comes out that I can relate to that from their strengths? And so, you know, for me, when I look at culturally, you know, like I say, there's um, Scottish and Irish heritage there for me. And I did grow up around. My dad was a um, played the bagpipes, and my my brother played the bagpipes, and I played the side drums um, right. for a while, for a few years. Yeah, I've got Scottish to... on the other side of my family, and there was a bit of that going on. Yeah, yeah. so um, I was I was lucky enough to be part of that um, heritage that uh, was in my family and, and experienced that. And but even without that experience, you know, if I hear certain types of Celtic music, you know, or, or Braveheart, the movie Braveheart, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, something burns in me. That what that, was the family name <laughs> of your 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 maiden name? Uh, Watts. Watts. Yeah, it doesn't sound very Scottish. Well, it is actually. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it is. W A T T S. Sorry, yeah. if I, just my ignorance there. <laughs> And don't ask me the clan. I, my mum would be so disappointed with me because I don't know the clan. But we used to wear the colours. I, I think they were red and black and white. Um, pretty sure that was the colours. Yeah, a long, long time ago. Um, but, yeah, it's it's that sense in me that, that riles up when I hear that kind of music. So I'm connected to that culture and that uh, in some way and and so I'm interested in that because it, it does fire something in my belly I think when I'm around that um, Irish and Scottish and yeah um, and so finding your roots your standing ground your tūranga waiwai it might not be <clears throat> an actual spot an actual place although you may come to that it yeah. may be a, a historical place that you you can land in, which is more about your family roots and and your history and and who are the people in your history and and what have they done and you might find some incredible strength there that you didn't know you had by looking back. So yeah, I find the foundations so so important um, because they help us to find out who we are. Uh, rather than just from you know mum and dad and can those values be also like or not those values can those foundations also be values something like that oh yeah I think they do it certainly can become values especially when you start to uh, look back and see the what's come through the line and and as we look back you know we're going to find some real we might find some criminals there we might find some well, it's almost it's <laughs> almost inevitable it's inevitable if, you're going to find you, some if you have pakeha roots in this country that there will be some criminals mm. somewhere and and that thing about like i talked about how my grandfather and his brother they both decided they wanted to go straight and distance themselves from what had been happening mm. in previous generations and honesty is that was a real character strength of my father and I think something that's important to me as well. So I hadn't really, I hadn't thought about this before, but that is something that's really comes through quite strong. Yeah, yeah. and and isn't that? But the more that we can connect to that, uh, the str- it, and make that connection stronger, the more that we can uh, get from that as well. Um, so, like I say, you know, I can look back and look at some of the women in my family, and I think, wow, you guys were real. 
real pioneers. I mean, you really did the hard yards. Um, and I'm here because of, because of the hard yards that they did. I wouldn't be here if they'd given up. <laughs> and it's amazing when you do look back. Um, you can find this, some strength that you may not have known was there before. So, yeah, that's where we sta- uh, started. So, um, folks, we're talking about Mason Jury's <coughs> Te Whare Tapa, pa, uh, tapa, tapa, fa tapa fa model. Mm. Um, and it's a, a, a well-being model developed by Sir Mason Jury in 1984 describing health and well-being as a whare nui. Yeah. Yeah, and so we started there, and, and actually the the group itself. Um, and Marie's just been on a workshop. Yeah, yeah. Did. Well, actually, we I talked did. so long about our family <laughs> history that I felt we need to reintroduce, reintroduce what we're talking about. So the the group was very much about, like I say, connection to self first, uh, connection to others within the group, and then connection to community. So what does this model mean to me? What does it mean um, when I'm around others and, and how do I connect it into community for myself? Yeah. Uh, so it, <clears throat> this, was, this has very much come out of the work that I do and what I feel people are, are, are disconnected mm. <clears throat> from each other and from that sense of community. So this, ver- this model and how I'm using it very much came out of that. How do I... Um, you know, present something where we can actually have open conversations and, and share experiences and maybe learn off each other um, things that I didn't know before. So this wasn't a group where we found answers to the, to these things. These were where we shared information, shared stories, um, took notes. You know, I gave out inspirational quotes or um, thoughts for each week to uh, each person got a journal to write in um, yeah to to discover and look for themselves what what these walls mean for them and then um, yeah if, if one wall was you came through this and you found one wall to be particular weak well then that would be the wall obviously that you would be working on uh, yeah. but each each week we looked at each uh, different wall so it was extremely interesting um, and very humbling, I think, experience to do group work. It's very, um, it's all about the experience of that, uh, being in a group like that and, and uh, respecting and hearing each other and sharing stories as adults as we do and taking that further and how, how can I relate that into my own life and change things for me for the better. Hmm. So, do I mean do we work through wall by wall? Is that yeah? I'm is, almost is, is that tentative to say about how the group went because I mean obviously I put this this together and I, it's taken me three years to actually get it um, funded for even to, to be able to to do one group. Oh, you were leading <clears> the group. Yeah, I, I've taken this program and I developed it. So I've taken the model and yeah. I I. I built a program around it. I worked with two other people over three years to develop something enough um, that would work well in a group. I knew um, you wanted to do that, but I hadn't mm. made the connection. Well, it's been a long time, and it's yeah. taken a long time. I, I, I put this together. I um, presented it to um, an organisation, uh, and I think three times it never got looked at. Um, and then on the fourth time, and each time I, I 
put the program in, I shaved it off a bit more and, refined and developed it. Yeah, refined it, refined yeah. it, and got to the point where I was like, this is it. Uh, and yeah, and then it got um, accepted by the DHB in the end, and they funded it. Um, and so which, you had a group of how many people did you have? Uh, eight. Eight people. Eight, and a co-facilitator, um, and myself. I facilitated it, and I had a co-facilitator. Isn't it just a circle of chairs? And Absolutely, that kind with of thing? some with some kai in the middle. Yes, <laughs> and it's it's very. It's, uh, so I've done uh, facilitated groups before. I used to. Do it a long time ago. Um, it's something I really hold in high regard. I find it's a very nourishing mm. environment to be in. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I do respect that idea of how we do groups and the importance of groups. I think we need to do a lot more groups. Yeah. Um, because one-on-one is, is, is good, but actually we need to be with others too. Uh, when we're when we're growing and and looking for ways to connect uh, and be connected and uh, with ourselves and others and community, um, so we looked at these. So what is uh, to the foundation uh, that we started looking looking at? What does that actually mean for for me, for this group, and how do I connect that to community? Uh, so it was really interesting questions, and and how do I experience this? So I might have just started off with a question: How do we experience this? And that that uh, allows that open ground for people to share. Mm. How, without obviously <coughs> saying who was involved, how did mm. you select the people who were mm. there? Mm. So uh, I three of them came from Hamilton, so they were. Um, training counsellors okay. who wanted to experience the group yep. and the others have come through client work um, and hopefully as this develops uh, we there will be an avenue for clients to come through to do this group um, yep. through the doctor's referral if it goes out that way. I'm really hopeful that it will um, roll out like that. Yeah, because there's always the issue of cost. You need to be compensated for your time, not just the time you're there, but the time getting it prepared. And th- th- that's how our world. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, like I said, it took three years to actually get this into a place where I, I felt it was going to be good for group work. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was a process, and we. Yeah, it takes time. <laughs> you know, uh, it's. People, you know, you. It's like looking at this model. This model looks simple. It's very kind of like, meh. This, yeah, but it probably took him years uh, to develop well, the, the program, the, the, sim- the, the model, sim- I should say. The simplicity of the model mm. it didn't it didn't happen by accident. Like There's probably a lot of work to get it. But the, the point of the simplicity of the model is you instantly get that you've got to keep everything. You can't be fully well by if you're ignoring one of your walls mm. or your foundation. Mm. Yeah, and, and immediately you get it. When you look at that, you go, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And so what I encourage, what I've done as part of the development of the program is to put a scaling question on each one of those walls. So we scale the walls from 1 to 10. So where would you sit in, the, in your um, foundations? So 10 being, you know, have really strong foundations and 1 being... 
So did you ask? Did you go around and the people say that where they're at? No, or? this is this is the question that will come on every wall that we we work on, and yeah. that's what the journaling's for. Um, you would go home and you would do that yourself. You would know. You would scale it, and the question being, what would take me? So if I was sitting at a three, what would take me to a four? And and the things that have come out. Because you're group, not looking that far ahead. You're not going. What would take me to a ten? No. That's too much. No, that's too much. Yeah. And then we would check out. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, and, and which is probably what's happening to a lot of people. Yeah, because we expect that. Yeah, that's, that's, we do. We expect that we're going to go from naught to ten, and actually it, we, we can't. It's a, it's a journey and it's a process. So uh, if you're sitting at a three, what would take me to a four? It's a really lovely question to ask yourself in any situation in life. Um, you know, it's a good it's a good one to use. So, yeah, we would go through and scale the walls, and that was part of the homework. Is you know, what did you get out of the group, and how would that uh, support you in moving further to make a stronger wall for yourself? Um, so, we looked at this in community, so physical. You know, what do we have here in Raglan? Um, obviously, we're, we're very lucky, you know, because we have all the walks and the and the boats and the, yeah. and the surfing. You know, we've yeah. got every every reason to get out there and do something. So that was quite, or even just to sit and admire it. Like, well, absolutely, yeah. and absolutely, and and that's so. When we looked at this, we also looked at it uh, with trying not to. Um, Everything costs, Aaron. So when we look at physical, often we can look at something that, oh, I need to go and do this class and I have to go and do this and that. Yeah. And the cost is too much. And, again, we get overwhelmed and we go, I can't do that. Um, so we looked at this with no cost. How can we have a strong fuddy, a strong house with little cost? So, like, again, uh, Raglan's, we're lucky. We've got all the... Um, Great outdoors here to experience and enjoy, and we don't have to go and have great cost around that. Yeah. So how can you do that in Hamilton? Well, you know, there are walks or, you know, maybe there's groups that you can involve yourself with that are friend groups that you could do exercise with or, you know, staying away from the things that um, where the cost puts us off. And to be fair to Hamilton, there are far worse places in the world when it comes to ur- an urban environment oh, look, we've that, got, that yeah. lacks in nature. Like, like Hamilton's Hamil- right up there. Hamilton yeah. Gardens try, is incredible. Try going to the north of England in, in winter. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah, I kind of I understood more why people do, do drugs after visiting. Is it, is it that bad? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't like the cold. Well, I don't, I don't mind the cold as long as I'm warm. Co- it's not just the cold. It's, everything is grey. Yeah. There's, no, mm. the, there's the terrace housing that was the old mill towns, so everything's really jammed in close together. There is just no greenery. Right. You, know, you can be in your house looking. You can stand outside your house and still see no greenery. Mm. Right. It's a very, very urban built environment. And, yeah. I yeah. hope no one's listening who feels insulted by my description of up north. Probably, yeah, well, not, they, probably, they won't, probably they'd agree with me. Right, I'm not going there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah sorry, sorry, <laughs> I want to say, I want to just... How, how but want, but how look how we, that, your whole mood sort of goes... Blah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but compared to that, Hamilton's great, right? Hamilton's They have got the river places. and the Absolutely. walks and, and the gardens. And yeah, yeah. So we do have things and, and yeah. we need to be landing on that a bit more because we will often find things to stop us from developing in our um, health and well-being because of the cost and, you know, I've got yeah. to do this and I've got to do that. So we look at trying to cost-effective. 
how can we do this cost effective so we're not putting people off yeah. and that doesn't come from me this comes from the stories that are shared by others in the group and how they've experienced that so you might find somebody who has an extremely strong physical wall so they're going to give lots of rich information right so this is the point of the group work yeah, yeah. and then you might and then and so for somebody who has a, a weak physical wall they're going to get something from that. They're going to be like, well, I didn't realise that, or I've got, you know. So the information shared is um, it's, it's just a beautiful working mechanism, I guess. That's <laughs> how I see it. It's just, it's nourishing. It's, it's, I love it because it's about connection and, and hearing each other and yeah. respecting and, and valuing each other's stories. I mean, yeah, um, I think that will... Um, propel us forward a lot quicker than individual work if we're at that point you know sometimes obviously we're not at that point where we can be in group work because it's too overwhelming yeah but if we're at that point it's just magical really it's beautiful Mm. so was this experience for the people in the group was that kind of revealing for them they're like i thought i I guess that the difficult one is i thought i had everything sorted but i've realized that there's a Mm. part of my life that's not really where, where i thought it was no, I think any one of us. Or I had just not even considered. Well, I think any one of us who who would do this would find that um, there's yeah. always going to be a wall that we could work on to strengthen. Um, so, yeah, in their own personal journaling, and they were journaling. So, you know, I mean, I, I know that it was uh, having a, having an impact uh, on their lives, and and obviously because every week they'd come back with something that that had. That noticed or learnt about the week or where they may have used this model themselves, um, which is exactly, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, I, the, the, like we all, so the last one, we all went out for dinner together. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, we went down to Ulio, Ulo's, which was fantastic. Um, love that place. And it was just, we're going to meet every two months probably meet back up and if the, if the group develops and, and I'm allowed to have another group, <laughs> then I will do the same thing and each time I'm hopeful that the groups will meet each other and we can just expand and expand in community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my hope around that and to develop that in other areas, not just here. Uh, that mm. would be uh, um, Amazing if that, that that's your vision, yeah, it is because to me, as a counselor, I know connection is um, really, really important uh, and we've we've talked too on on during our interviews about Johan Hari's book Lost Connections, mm. which really just sums up mm. the 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 modern world for a lot of people that kind of seems to be how it's defined for a lot of people. Do you talk about so we're talking about the the four walls of Tefaro Tapafa, the 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 model, and one of them is spiritual. Mm. And for a lot of people in our culture, that's a you'd say what what do you how do you rate yourself one to ten on that? How's things there? And people will be like, I, I just have no idea. Mm. Um, I don't I don't even know. I'm not. I don't go to church. I don't have uh, religious or spiritual beliefs. Why am Why are you even asking me? Mm. Um, mm. Potentially, you know mm. um, how how. Did you have that experience in your group? That, that it's interesting because when we came like, to oh, this heck, one, I don't know. It's because the spiritual is something you can't see. So we are mind, body, soul, spirit. Yeah. You know, we. I mean, this is what we know about ourselves, and yet it's, we can't see it, so we give it no attention. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you? How do you? Have you had a go at defining it for a for a um, secular person? Because 
I think secular people will still go, well, there's still an undefinable quality mm. in people. And you talk about lifting your spirits. Yeah. You listen to a good song, it'll lift your spirits. Or go. you play some sport, go for a run, it'll lift your spirits. Yeah. So is that is that how you're kind of defining it for, well, for I, people? I, I, that's where you start from. That's where we would begin. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's a sense, isn't it? So you're feeling something. So maybe go a little bit deeper into that. What is that about? You know, what's your experience of that? And as you listen to other, see, that's the difference between group work because you're going to hear other people's experience. Yeah. And so it's going to you're going to go, ah, oh, wow, okay. That you're going to land in different places. You're going to you're going to be privy to some amazing stories um, and they're short stories because because I only do an hour and I'm the oh, okay. yep uh, the whole we have manakitanga at the beginning and through it we have you know we share food and um, how does it take to do it in an hour ah <laughs> because I am good <laughs> no I'm not because because in anything <laughs> you're relaxed with me now in these interviews <laughs> No, because in anything, um, you can only hold attention span for so long, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah. Uh, then you're just kind of getting into all kind of other things. So it's very important how you hold space in a group. And my group knew that they had an hour. So, yeah, it changes uh, your yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah, so you're not going to take um, the. 15 minutes sharing a story. I mean, that's my job as facilitator to facilitate that process and hold that space. And hold that space. Um, You know, and and these are all adults, so we're very aware of of each other. So an hour actually was perfect. It was great. We had a half an hour beforehand, cup of tea, um, gathering, and and then we moved into the group work, which was, yeah. The only experience I've had had with that with something like that, I was in a um, parenting with non-violence session, mm. and they started asking asking people who had been the second child, not the oldest child, what that experience was like. And they talked about how they really looked up to the oldest sibling, and they were trying so hard to keep up with them. And mm. and there was quite a lot, and they really expanded on that. And I'm an oldest child, and I, and I was I was blown away. I had no idea right. that this was a thing that my, that my little brother would have been dealing with. Oh yeah, yeah, and so that's the. I'm just saying that's like the power of the group work. Hearing yeah. that that perspective of someone else, I was like, I'm in my, I was in my forties, and I was mm. getting some massive new revelation. Mm. So yeah, group work used to be really big in the seventies. I think um, there was there was lots of different types of group groups out out there. Yeah, uh, working in the area of mind health, um, but it all went a bit sideways. I think Aaron. Got a bit guru-ish. <laughs> yeah, the, 70s, the 60s and 70s were an interesting time. People got carried away. But, but also, but, it, but you know what? A lot of foundations were formed too for all yes. sorts of stuff, not just yeah. in, the, in the field of mind health. Mm. Um, that, that, and people are coming back to it now. You know, people went crazy for solar power and things like that back then, and now now it's serious, yes. you know? Yes, yeah. And I'd like us to get more serious about group work too because I, yeah. I do believe that is where we will see... Um, more growth in communities as you work in communities in groups like that um, because we get to know each other. Uh, there's some, it, it's just an incredible place to be in sharing that space with each other and, and that, that, those people go home and they influence other people from what the things that they've learned yeah. and 
so the connection just isn't for the group. It's it's wider than that. It's like a ripple effect. Um, and like I said before, we're out of connection so much, um, disconnected from each other. The more that we can find avenues to bring connection back, to bring that feeling of I belong here, uh, this is my Tūranga Waiwai, these are my people, uh, even if I wasn't born here, um, yeah, well, we all move around a lot in the modern world. We do. Most of us and weren't born here. It's really hard to find your place of standing. So, um, yeah, and if you were to ask that question out there, it would be interesting to, to hear the answers back from from uh, the younger generation, how they feel about where they come from, whether they would know that. Yeah, I think for me it was we had family in Nelson, which is where my parents grew up, mm. and we always went back there. And until I developed roots here, that would have been the one place mm. on the world that I felt like there was a place I felt like I was returning somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's what that's what our our Tūranga Waiwai is. It's our place of you know where we belong. That's know, where we belong. Do, do you know I was born in, in England in Aylesbury, a little mm. town called Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire. And when I was in my twenties, I travelled overseas, and I was like making. I wasn't very serious about it, but it was kind of like this mock pilgrimage back to my my birthplace anyway i got there and i was like i was significantly underwhelmed because <laughs> like uh, it was all completely unfamiliar yeah you know? and i was like okay i've okay i've been here now you built up this big thing in your mind yeah, about what it was going to be like this feeling of coming home and i was kind but, of joking mm, about it but kind of serious mm, as well as you are mm, at that age mm, but yeah it was very underwhelming mm, but that's interesting isn't it because that's where you were born so for me where i was born I only stayed there for three weeks I only stayed there for three weeks yeah, yeah. so as, and, as a baby as a baby. <laughs> so for me, like, I was born in, in Tauranga, um, and I guess why it, it became a, a place for me that feels so much like home is because a lot of my um, mum and dad's family were there, my aunties and uncles, and so lots of holidays were spent mm. in Tauranga. Yeah, I've got yeah. lots of memories there, yeah. and a great memory I have of Tauranga is I remember always coming into Tauranga, I would get the smell of... Um, Cut grass, you know, people doing their lawns, and maybe I'm thinking it's. <laughs> no, that does sound like that does sound like that city. And I'd always get that, and I would, that always reminds me of Taranga. And now I'm thinking it's probably because we went in the holidays and everyone was home doing their lawns. It's probably why that was like that. But um, yeah, that always gives me a, a sense of of home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey folks, we're talking to Marie about um, we've, it's a bit about Mason Jury's Sue Mason Jury's Māori Health model to follow Tapafa and the four walls and and uh, the importance of the the roots the foundation but also marie's connections group i keep wanting to put that the word connections in there is becoming more important in my yeah. mind so, to yeah. talk about what's what's happening mm. with us and i think mm. people are craving that connection but yeah. also don't know how to don't know how to get it and sometimes yeah. are frightened by people who are looking for connection as well even yeah you know like we want it, but when someone tries to connect, we're like, oh. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a bit our of that. Our walls go up and our... Yeah, the wrong walls yeah. go up. Yeah, because yeah, well, we, we're, we're suspicious. And, you know, that's the world that we're growing up in. It's no, so many things going on. It's no wonder we're suspicious of everybody and everything. Um, but it's, it's also breaking down that ability to have real relationship with others, to, to be human, to be... Um, caring and just 
ourselves, Aaron. <laughs> Instead of stressed out, worried, yeah. concerned, everything else comes before our health and well-being. And if if everything else becomes before our health and well-being, um, yeah. yeah, it's not going to take long before we become unwell in that. So to me, this is why it's so important that we have a look at our our house, our four walls, our foundations, um, and in group work we find connection with others where we learn um, of experiences that we haven't had that may help us in our journey, you know, support us, strengthen us, and, and give us new insight. Hmm. There's a power there in that the testimonial approach um, which normally we might associate with a church, but just a personal testimony, there's a power in that that you don't get from a theoretical understanding mm. Mm. of something, yeah. I, I reckon. Well, it's about experience, and you can't, you can't deny another person's experience. It is their experience. And so we're learning real – we have bits of gold when we hear experience. Uh, yeah. Because it's real. <laughs> it's not theory. It's not something that we're thinking about. It's not something that we're kind of curious about. This is a real experience uh, of somebody's. And uh, you can glean from that, whether it be good or bad. Um, yeah. And so the more that we are connected with each other and we share that, um, as I put it, we're, we're, we're creating a, a, a cloak, a tapestry of fabric coming together, knitted together, um, that is something beautiful, yeah. And and we are as human beings, we are all connected. So, um. yeah. <laughs> Folks have been talking to Marie, who's a local counsellor therapist, and you, you got the deal there. Um, I'm going to play. I was the guys I was interviewing. I was interviewing when you came in. I was interviewing Joel, but also Alex was on Zoom. And I was going to choose a song from their new album, and when I'm looking at the, should we play Lonely? Is that? <laughs> that appropriate or is that like lonely. the wrong no, that's the wrong t- lonely. that's the not wrong that I don't, tone I don't know the song's probably amazing but it's just yeah that's the wrong tone you're looking for yeah, isn't it <laughs> uh, we've already stop, what's, stop punishing yourself that's a good one <laughs> well, I did play that the other day it is quite a good ah, one just, should we play that yeah well, that's good advice folks if all else fails follow the advice of Mondo Greens and stop punishing yourself that's the one thanks for coming in Marie <laughs> welcome <laughs> 